0: Welcome to the ground floor podcast sponsored by Starter Space. I'm here with Anthony Traina with Tropical American Timber. And he's going to tell you a little bit about his slab import business for exotic slabs that he's bringing in from Costa Rica. So here's Anthony.
1: Thank you, Josh. It's great to be here. I started this journey many years ago moving from Gainesville, Florida to Columbia in South America. I got involved with forestry projects and fell in love with the science of wood. And little by little, I found myself involved and enthralled with awesome projects down in South America and Central America to the point where I wanted to make it my career. You may know that that part of the world is, well, tropical America. It's incredibly biodiverse, all kinds of interesting woods, that people are working with down there. And uh, little by little, involved with these projects, I wanted to professionalize myself. I ended up studying a master's in forestry conservation. And um, yeah, little by little, I found myself uh, in a position to make recommendations to construction companies on what kind of timber they should be using for their project as well as for furniture makers. And after about a decade of working down there with forestry and wood science, I decided that I wanted to continue the capacity of dealing with these woods, but on an international level. So I started to import these same woods to Florida and that's where we find ourselves today. So I'm an importer of tropical hardwoods from uh, Costa Rica and hopefully soon South America. We primarily import live edge slabs, and crosscuts of beautiful uh, species of wood. Our primary uh, species currently are called monkey pod and parota. We also have some teak. We are wholesaling, retailing, and also adding value to this wood. Uh, adding value in the sense of we're making f- uh, finished furniture. Um, dining tables conference tables we're using them as countertops bars for the local community here in North Florida and beyond I forgot if I told you that we made a great sale uh, a couple weeks ago to a carpenter in New York City we sent our longest slab about 19 feet long to northern New Jersey this guy's gonna make a conference table for a company in Manhattan so pretty wild trajectory this would to go from the the jungles of Costa Rica to Manhattan you can imagine what this wood is thinking so yeah it's it's going great the full circle from uh being a plant enthusiast myself to now importing the stuff and figuring out the ropes of what the bureaucracy that surrounds imports exports is has been a wild ride and of course our warehouse is here downtown Gainesville um would love to continue having all kinds of visitors and uh yeah it looks looks like we're doing this for the long run
0: yeah, I mean, you you've invited me a couple of times and I've gotten to see see all of these slabs from pretty much days after you you received that first shipment and the the grain on these things, the the difference between the the heartwood and the sapwood like really 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 stands out and even even like the just the sheer size of these things like Seeing something that that is nineteen foot long and right. and kind of widens out to be about six foot is that 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 one slab uh, there there were pictures on your Facebook of of somebody walking up that slab it, into the in into the into the truck and it's like oh wow that's that's something how how thick are these slabs and and cross cuts
1: the slabs are all between two and three inches thick. So the three inches gets to feel pretty meaty, pretty thick. So um, that's actually to your question earlier. Have we, how has our selection process changed? Actually, we're going to try to get a little thinner. We're going to go for between two and a quarter and two and three quarters, because actually that extra quarter inch of thickness, we're finding that it kind of scares off some customers. I think people are looking for more of a sleek feel these days. So full circle, our slabs are up to around three or three and quarters inch thick but we might start to opt for more thin pieces thinner pieces
0: and it sounds like you're providing these to a full range of customers um earlier you were telling me how the cross cuts which are kind of if you were to take a tree and as it stands kind of cut two inches uh out of the center of the tree it would be kind of the roundness of the tree would be would be seen in it. That's right. you, you were saying that that those um, there are some people that are trying to get into the live live edge uh, live edge timber, and they're they're using those as kind of a test case, and like you're seeing those as kind of the stepping stone to 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 some of these larger and larger slabs. So. How would somebody get in touch with you? What, what, what's the best way for, for people to get in touch with you overall?
1: People can call or text us. Um, our business line is 352-218-2032. Um, we are on tropicalamericantimber.com as well. Um, with our handle, tropicalamericantimber, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook um, myself, I'm president on LinkedIn, if you'd like to hang out in those circles, uh, Anthony Traina on LinkedIn. Um, feel free to give us a call and give us a visit at a warehouse be- behind uh, Depot Park, about two blocks over from First Magnitude Brewery. would love to grab a beer with you after if you visit. Um, yeah, Please reach
0: out. So, w- one of the things that people are going to hear when you say tropical American timber, they're going to start thinking about the sustainability of, of these tropical forests uh, and, and kind of rainforest. Can you speak to the, the, the actual sustainability and the su- sustainability processes that, that you're going through or, or maybe just your sustainability ethos? We have chosen to deal with Costa
1: Rica as a provider nation of tropical hardwoods because they are so good at their forestry supply chain. What that looks like in practice is to fell a tree in Costa Rica, they to seek out getting a permit, forestry engineers must visit your property. You can cut down up to 10 trees for around 500 acres. So it's a, it's a pretty strict process. You have to have labels on the trees and lumber that come from your property for the rest of the supply chain as well. I'm a believer in forestry as a mechanism to protect forests. The demand for high quality lumber is a huge force to encourage landowners and forest owners to keep providing high quality lumber and they need forest. The moment that we deforest completely, no longer will we be able to provide or supply that demand. These places that have a challenging reputation surrounding their forestry, we need to find which forestry projects are doing right by the forest and start to support those kinds of projects. The short answer is that we deal with, with Costa Rica because we believe they do an excellent
0: job of supplying sustainable wood. That That's awesome that, that Costa Rica kind of has that top-down uh, idea that their um, major industry is kind of that tourism, and they don't necessarily, it's not like a, I I think everybody that I know that has gone to Indonesia, they've brought back some wood item with them. (laughs) It it always seems like every time you flip over something that looks like it's kind of crafted in a folk type crafting from that area, it always says like made in Indonesia on the back. So it's definitely like you can see that trickle down that that's happened. When I've I've never seen anything say, especially made of wood, say made in Costa Rica, on it. Uh, even though the the tourism that happens in Costa Rica is, is great, yeah. and uh, I think I think Costa Rica kind of does it right. Like I don't think I've I've ever seen anybody bring anything back from any, for, for anybody from Costa Rica. All they bring back is memories from right. Costa Rica. Like that that that's kind of. That's kind of the, the ethos of, of, of good travel. Like you don't have to bring a part of it home. You bring the memory home and then go back as often as you can. You and your business partner are doing pretty well. And it sounds like you got another trip coming up to purchase more slabs. You've also found more of what the clientele kind of here locally or here in the U.S. or, or are, are kind of looking for. So you're, you're kind of improving on your craft. Is there anything that you want people to know about live edge lumber, kind of its uses, how, how people can incorporate that into their, into their homes, into their designs, into their, their woodworking about these tropical uh, live edge slabs?
1: Absolutely, Josh. The gist of it is this stuff is uh, beautiful and used for statement surfaces. It can also be used for arts. They're pretty gorgeous. If you can just lean it up against your wall, you're gonna find that you might have just found uh, you know, a better version of the Mona Lisa. They're not they're nature's arts. They're gorgeous. Once you visit the warehouse to see what we're talking about, can't help but uh imagine you degree.
0: It it's one hundred percent an art gallery. So if if you're looking for a statement piece for your home, I would definitely contact Tropical American Timber. This has been the Ground Floor Podcast, sponsored by Starter Space. If you want to contact any of the founders or myself, you can reach out to me directly at groundfloorgnv at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.